and you say it ain't 757, you feel me? You know what I mean? Currently, it's hot as shit. That's just first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that's wearing them hoodies, a.k.a. them little niggas, y'all niggas got to relax because it's hot as a bitch. I need to understand. Matter of fact, I want to talk to one of y'all because I need to understand the philosophy and the science of that shit. Like, not only, it ain't like y'all putting the hoodies with the shorts. Y'all niggas wearing the hoodies with the sweats and the hood on on top of that shit with the fitted. It's like y'all got the whole bundle fit. Like, like it ain't 92 degrees out this motherfucker, man. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I, um, you know, I say that to say shout out to the central workers out there that's thugging it out, working it in three digit weathers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Losing five pounds each day. Thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? Definitely spending about half of their paychecks on Powerade. You know what I mean? Shit like that. You know, definitely want to send my love and shout out to y'all because that for the love we all about gratitude and positivity and of course progression you know what i mean and of course all my listeners out there all dsps keep checking this shit out for the love you know what i'm saying we out here and again like i said it's a lot of shit that's been going on for these past couple of days or this past week to be honest starting off i do want to start off with the verses of course aka the funniest shit i ever seen in the past two weeks now when i tell you this is some funny shit i mean this is some hilarious shit son like so first off for the people who don't know versus had a headline event for omarion versus mario you know what i'm saying and prior to that you know we got to talk about the appetizer battle as i call it you know what i'm saying where you had ray j the god and bobby valentino versus pleasure p and sammy you know what i'm saying so with that being said that was a two versus two like a tag team format that was the first time versus did that particular format where it was a tag team situation and looking from the outside in nine times out of ten that format was established like that because of those particular four artists don't have that strong of a catalog to give you a solid 20 so it makes sense to put them four together to get their shit off you know what i'm saying so anyway we say that to say as the verses pops off you know we on IG. Some people went on versus uh live dot com or whatever the fuck website is or versus TV. You know what I'm saying? And some motherfuckers went to Triller, whatever platform that was most efficient. We was there virtually. You feel me? The event starts like three hours later because that's the first thing versus is getting annoyed of is the time. It's like how the fuck can y'all have all this time for pre preparation? And then at the time of the event, have everybody there. So at least that's a good thing that everybody's present. But then you got niggas sitting for like hours until that bitch start. So granted, mind you, the appetizer battle was on paper to start at 830 Eastern time. And I have to say Eastern time because it was located in L.A. So 
that would be 5.30 their time, of course. So on their side, they moving fine. You know, 5.30, sun's still out. It's still, the sun just about went down on the east at by 8.30, you know what I'm saying? But 8.30, you know, it's all right, you know what I mean? But shit start off around like 9, 9.15, and we talking about Sammy, Ray J, Pleasure P, and motherfucking Bobby Valentino. And shout out to them brothers, because I ain't going to shit on them. But fam, this is not MJ and Prince, you know what I'm saying? So they come out, you know what I'm saying? We're going to fast forward a little bit. They pull up, you know what I'm saying? The God, Ray J is just the God, you know what I'm saying? Because everything we do is for the love of Ray J, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? I ain't see Sammy since he was about 14, and I was nine at that point, you know what I mean? And then Bobby Valentino, you know, I ain't hear this motherfucker since the Carter Three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You feel me? And then who the fuck we got? Pleasure P. You know what I mean? Like, Pleasure P. Anyway, so to summarize, man, you know what I'm saying? Coming into this situation, this two-on-two, I personally had nobody fucking with Ray J because Ray J out of the four was the strongest, obviously, with his records. You know, he he got the record with Kim. Shout out to the Neptunes. Of course, the one rich record. He got the record where he coming at Bobby. You know what I'm saying? Do your Googles, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. He got records. He got a good five, six in the tuck. You know what I mean? Bobby V has one in a pop. You know what I'm saying? If not if not one in two pops, because he got a song and two hooks. You know what I'm saying? And then Pleasure P definitely has one in a pop because he has boyfriend number two and then Pretty Ricky. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what he ended up doing. Right after he played boyfriend number two, which was his shit, he start playing Pretty Ricky records. So it was like, at that point, if I don't see Spectacular, Baby Blue, or the other motherfucker, Freakum or whatever that nigga name is, Stickum, whatever the fuck, the nigga with the wicks, them niggas don't pull out, this shit it don't mean nothing. You feel me? So them four niggas did that. You know what I'm saying? Legendary. They all was trash as far as performance. Like, none of the motherfuckers took this shit serious. Sammy can sing he sounded great but sammy was out that motherfucker like murder moot i ain't know if he was battling ray j or if he was battling t-rex i don't know what the fuck is going on with sammy sammy has to relax like sammy i need you to understand we ain't seen your ass in years and i say that respectfully because i know you still doing well in your life and career and god bless you but fam if we haven't seen you in the wild and it's been a drought then you need to come and just sing that's it, brother. Sing your catalog and let that shit ring. Because that I Like record is a classic, but you don't need to present that bitch like it's motherfucking Who Shot You? <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, we ain't in the tunnel, nigga. This is Sammy and Bobby Valentino. Like, and that's the thing. Why, why is niggas getting aggressive when y'all singing? <laughs> like, that shit is crazy. That shit is weird, bro. Like, the last thing I want to do, if I could sing, because I'm trash. I don't want to sing to nobody because I'm terrible. But if I was singing, bro, the last thing I would be doing is be on some aggressive shit, bro. Like, you know, I'm trying to get the nine mean, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to let you follow on that one, you know? But anyway, like I said, out of the four, out of the four from the appetizer battle, from Bobby Valentino, he gave you your one song, which was anonymous, and then he gave you the hook from the Lil Wayne record. You know what I'm saying? That was his catalog. Pleasure P, boyfriend number two, and then Pretty Ricky. So he's done. Sammy had a good 
few records to get off, but his aggression, his his approach was just wrong. It's like, fam, you are a R&B fucking artist. Not saying R&B motherfuckers can't be tough or can't be none of that, but as far as on stage, the last thing I need to see from an R&B motherfucker or for a motherfucker that's crooning is being aggressive. You about you about women, brother, not these niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what I mean? And then I say this lastly to say shout out to the God again, Ray J himself, man. You know, because who you know perform one wish with the baby in their hand, man. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I'm just saying. And, of course, that's the appetizer. And after the appetizer, you get the entree, man, or what I thought was the fucking entree. You know what I'm saying? And first and foremost, before we continue, I just want to shout out to Mario, you know what I'm saying, or Mario, you know, because I got a couple people on my side that's, you know, eyeballing me about the pronunciation of that brother's name, but to each his own, and God bless, you know what I'm saying? But either or, shout out to the good brother Mario, man, because he was the only motherfucking, I mean, the sole motherfucking in that building that was prepared, bro. I mean, like, from top down, as far as his catalog, how he approached it, his presentation, his singing was A1. He was the only motherfucker that like did what he had to do, got the bag, of course, and go the fuck home. Granted, O got the bag and all of them got the bag, but what O did, what he fucked up and it threw me the fuck off because coming into the verses, I had Omarion winning this shit. I felt like, and I still feel like Omarion has a extensive catalog as far as r&b but i could be wrong and that's just my thoughts anyway leading into the battle i did not think he was going to carry this the way he carried it and of course this is maybach oh you get what i'm saying and that's another thing oh how the fuck would you sign the maybach music and not win this shit man you get what i'm saying you name your name is maybach oh dog you feel me and realistically what made him lose was that he was so focused on his strength, which was dancing, whereas he wasn't focusing on just simply singing the fucking record, bro. It's that simple. Like, if you was going to solely lean on dancing, then you would have been better off fucking doing choreography to this bitch in the stage. You know what I mean? Like, granted, I say that, and whole time he gave us a you got served fucking round, so that shit was like kind of offsetting because at one point it was like word this shit is lit but then at the other side it's like fam this is not your fucking record like he could have did the same and played pump it up you know what i'm saying and that's joe button <laughs> like you know what i'm saying yeah y'all danced on you got served and shout out to little saint but at the end of the day little saint turned over his grave brother you know what i'm saying i don't know i don't know if jay bug can approve of this <laughs> you know what i'm saying jay bug did not walk in that hospital and punch the hole in that hospital for you to do that bullshit, Maybach Oh, He did not do that, man. Lil Fizz did not go to the local mall and get them airbrushed Lil Saint t-shirts and rocked it for y'all niggas to win the dance competition just for you to do all this, Oh, I don't understand, man. I'm just very disappointed in you, brother. And then the wildest thing out of the whole shit wasn't even the music, wasn't even none of that shit. It was when he asked his brother orion to come on stage and not only join his sibling because there's nothing wrong with sibling love and i want y'all to understand this dog 
to bring your loved one like your brother, your blood on stage. It's nothing wrong with that. You share that with your loved ones. It's when you add the watermelon to it, beloved. Like, you know what I'm saying? And again, we love watermelon. Beyonce loves it too. But then you eat it out on stage and then you pass it to Shorty and then dance off like Prince hopping on Popeye's back. Like, come on, man. You got to relax. Come on, oh. Like, this whole rant right here is like a sad, depressing rant because it's like, I'm not even angry, bro. I'm just sad. <laughs> i'm just sad man you know what i'm saying like this this shit is crazy like and, and then right after the the roe versus wade overturning you start pop locking and shit like oh like this shit oh man yo and then like yo like he did the brias interlude that was my favorite moment i was waiting for him to play that brias interlude is on so far gone for the guys that don't know that record check it out omarion bodies that shit on wax but what killed me was that he wasn't performing well on that record or at all. He sounded terrible. I'm like, oh, my God, this song is so fire for you to sound like this. And then <laughs> I already brung up the You Got Serve round. And then this motherfucker, when he finally gets to the Bow Wow record, the Let Me Hold You, he plays that bitch for like five seconds and literally lets Mario go. And that's when he plays the um Let Me Love You body it's like well what the fuck son like oh man yo and like it, and i guess i guess it makes sense when you start off the battle with touch you know what i'm saying like personally i wouldn't have started off with that i would have started off with motherfucking anything else <laughs> touch should have been at least at the middle point of the uh of the um battle like no higher or no lower than number 10 it should have been a bottom 10 rather than the first 10 you know what I'm saying? But to summarize, that's all because I don't like, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much what it was. Like, uh, of course, all that being said, Mario Wash O. I mean, wash the motherfucker. It's like if you watch the dip set and lots of verses when uh, Kiss was talking shit and he looked at Joel's and was like, oh, y'all got one. Y'all, y'all <laughs> losing 25 to two. That was the fucking score, bro. That shit was wild. And is very telling how a versus can actually trend your your career either up or down like fucking power rankings and shit like ever since that versus this nigga marion power rankings went from six to 20 like how jadakiss went to number one after that shit omarion did the opposite man you know what i'm saying but definitely shout out to omarion shout out to mario shout out to ray j shout out to motherfucking pleasure p shout out to motherfucking uh you know what I mean? Bobby Valentino and Sammy, dog, because y'all all greats. You know what I'm saying? And Pleasure P, you got to chill, too, because I almost forgot you. But you was on stage wilding, bro. You was acting like motherfucking the god up there. Like, fam, you had one and two possibles. And in spades, those two possibles, nine times out of ten equals a book. But you still got to play it. So how you played it? You had one and two possibles, brother. And you was on that bitch acting like Suge Knight mad at everybody. You know what I'm saying? Word. But shout out to Swiss and Tim. You know what I'm saying? Definitely is getting to that point of the verses where it's interesting because it's starting to really decline. You know what I'm saying? So they have to really do heavy promotion or start to look at 
getting rid of that shit because it's getting outdated you know what i'm saying but damn man that was definitely the first thing and like i said it's hot as shit outside and of course them gas prices is going up and as far as i'm concerned with those two being combined and having no purpose is no reason for me to go out there you feel me so and i'm not about to go out there and waste my daddy yankee on some non-purposeful missions you get what i'm saying you know so with that being said i'm at the spot and the verses that that was something that was on you know what i'm saying popped that on at the night forgot what night that came <laughs> it but it was recent and recently of course this past sunday the bt awards happened and that was in la as well now this year they honored diddy for the lifetime achievement award so that was him receiving the big award of course with the performance which was the big performance of the night and you had other performances like I'm sure Lizzo performed, Lotto, and you had Jack Harlow. Now, Jack Harlow, granted, he was, you know, kind of mid as far as his performance, but when he brought Brandy out, that was kind of fire. That was hard, you know what I'm saying? I ain't even gonna lie. Like, that shit fucked me up. So that was dope and respect to him for that because they had their little back and forth, you know what I'm saying, from the little Brandy controversy and all that shit. But glad to see them patch those things up you know what i mean but his whole performance was just mid outside of that and i don't really remember the other performers off the top of my head man that's crazy because it was uh like tucci if i'm not pronouncing her name right uh or wrong uh shorty she signed a tde she actually performed her shit was dope actually it's another woman artist that performed that i'm forgetting and that's crazy and of course the diddy one who who was the one i want to uh hold on man let me see let me see because i don't want to i feel like i don't want to not acknowledge her man you know and of course like while i'm looking for this shout out to tim's man look man <laughs> like that shit like a well done sandwich you know what i mean a sandwich but the performers and of course oh i forgot lil wayne came out and then oh shit yeah like lil wayne came out for the jack harlow you know what i'm saying had the little gospel session with kirk franklin see you know what i'm saying i'm back on my recap you know i fucked up but we here and anyway you know the gospel joint they started that off early and because before we get to the diddy part they had <laughs> They had the um give me on performance. Now I want to talk about that because that shit was hilarious. Cause of course it's viral now, but when I remember watching that performance in in that exact moment, catching it, and I'm pretty sure everybody caught it the exact same way. It was like, what the fuck was that? Like, and he tried to punk fake and act like it was the mic and double take at the mic, but it's like, fair, we clearly just heard that shit, and we know that we not bugging it was one of those moments like we didn't want to like deny it but it was one of those like damn i know i ain't just hear what the fuck we like just heard you know what i'm saying like coming from this person because he's a great singer as far as on wax but 
in live, you know, in that exact moment, that shit did not deliver, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that was just wild to me. And that was after the whole Omarion situation too. So that's how I'm looking at it because it was like, damn, another like non-singing moment where it's like a motherfucker can't really sing. But uh, in this situation on record, this motherfucker can sing. So that was the real crazy part. But, and then of course, like I said, they honored the whole event, you know, lifetime achievement, well-deserved because we talking about Puffy, you know what I'm saying? Puff Daddy, like, you know what I mean? But Diddy got the lifetime achievement. And of course, more importantly, it was about the performance because we all know Diddy is all about the Diddy bop and he dances and, you know, goes through the whole screen and gives us a whole moment man and it was a dope you know saying like ensemble of like bad boy collection granted we seen this before and this is not a knock but we seen it before at a previous BET awards where they honored him and gave him a BET well I don't want to say gave him but he had a a montage of his classics then and that's when he performed with mace and this year he had some of the same performers like mary locks faith and kim but as well he started off with jodeci so that was definitely fire because jodeci is all-time great you know what i'm saying greater than the beatles you feel me and that's how he started off he, he then he kicked the victory freestyle which is a classic, you know what I'm saying? And then from the Victory Freestyle, he went to Shine. Now, that was the highlight of the performance and the event, in my opinion, because Shine was either, in my opinion, I ain't expect him to perform. I think they said he was going to perform, so I don't think they kept that part a secret, but that shit was fire, and Buster also came out and did pass the Cavassier. Of course, they remixed it to Ciroc because that's, you know, for branding purposes and shit. So I thought that was dope. And Buster did that. And then he ended the performance with Miss, with the Missing You record with Faith, like I said earlier, as far as Faith being there. And just, you know, overall dope. And he, oh, he also performed his new record with Bryson Tiller under the Love Record situation because he also blends the new with his classics. So, and it's actually a cool record, so, you know, it's not bad or anything like that. But like I said, shout out to Diddy, Puffy Cones, Love, whatever the fuck he go by, you know what I'm saying? Because he a legend, definitely a super legend, like, beyond that, mogul, whatever. Like, he's a pioneer of this whole culture, and he's a main piece of this shit moving up, man. So definitely well-deserved. And it was, you know, of course, dope to see that. And also shout out to Babyface and Yay, man, you know, because they presented the award as far as the award side. And Yay was also a big surprise because people didn't expect him to show out. And that was dope to see that being represented and at least seeing a big presence at the BET Awards, you know. But besides the Lifetime Achievement Award, as far as what I remember being televised, because they really didn't televise a lot of awards. They showed the best new artists, of course, and that went to Lotto and definitely shout to Lotto because I ain't even bring up her, her 
performance or talked about i brought it up but i didn't even talk about how she brought out mariah carey dog you know what i'm saying and even in the beginning she had young dirty bastard on the motherfucking stage bro representing the god old dirty you know what i'm saying rest in peace you know what i mean so that shit was even hard right there to even have that touch and then had a queen mc come out and body the fucking record which is a classic record and her record done deal you know what I'm saying? Killed 10, 10 out of 10 performance. So shout to Lotto. Definitely didn't even represent you in the beginning, but had to put that out there because that, that shit was fire. You know what I'm saying? And again, like I said, she also won the best new artist. They also did what the, they did like the best album of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And that shit went to Silk Sonic. I remember that because Bruno got the award. They did like the best. They really did more like media slash culture awards, which is fine. And like honoree awards, like, you know, social awards and things like that. Like they did best actor and I mean, best actress and best young star and best. uh, It was like the her award uh, representing women. So, you know, things of that nature. And it was all dope. And I ain't gonna lie, like, throughout the award show, it was definitely a little, you know, king and queenish. It was, it was, it was hella king and queenish, but at the same time, it's love and respect because it's like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. But it was just like, shit, it was like very dashiki-ish in that motherfucker, and it was fire, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that was really the award show, man, you know, just a bunch of performances, Shout out to Chloe Bailey. She also performed. I forgot that. She was at the last point. She closed the award. And then the last point as far as BET, man, is we need to get a lifetime achievement for Steve Wonder, man. Like, I'm just saying, man, this shit is crazy. Like, this motherfucker done did everything and everyone except for Diddy, goddamn. Like, he did every single goddamn honoree from BET1 to BET motherfucking 22, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? So we need to get a Stevie Wonder shit locked in. We really need to get him a festival, like a Friday through Sunday type situation, you feel me? But a BT Awards can do and needs to be done. That's like a that's like a necessity. You know what I'm saying? That that needs to be done for the God. Cause like he has too much talent and fuck the talent, but he has the catalog, bruh. You know what I mean? Why is this man not on it? You know what I'm saying? Somebody somebody play the piano for this motherfucker real quick, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's all, man. And shout out to BT for the awards, blah blah, aka the Tyler Perry channel and shit like that. You know? But we call that entertainment. And again, like I said, it's hot as a bitch outside and we ain't messing up the daddy Yankee. So these are things that just pull up on my television screen. And we just consume, you know what I'm saying? And speaking of consumption, you know, new music, you know, new music alert. It's a lot of new music out there. And first and foremost, Christopher Brown is outside, ladies and gentlemen. It is summertime, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really got this 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 album, this breezy album, and it's it's another one. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a great body of work. It's another body of work where he's giving us a good quantity of music selections. You know what I'm saying? Or pretty much playlist music. But 
It's like his whole fucking album is the playlist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like just run that bitch from top down or just shuffle that motherfucker and either way is running. Now, it's some records in there that are like not my cup of tea. Like it's not really like my sauce, you know what I mean? Like but overall it's a fire album and even those records that's not my cup of tea are not necessarily like bad songs. It's just not my vibe. It doesn't match. So, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty, it's really much preference, but really overall as a body of work, that shit is fire. I give it like a good nine, you know what I'm saying? Out of 10 so far. Like, and then of course, as far as new music, cause like I said, it's a lot of new music. You had a new album from French Montana and Harry Fraud, the Montega junk. That shit is hard. Lupe dropped his album, Drill Music and Zion. That shit is hard. The lyricism is underrated, top notch. Lupe definitely gets the knowledge from the hip hop peers as far as his fellow MCs. But as far as like the crowd, and he has fans, but he's just wildly underrated, man. He's really like top five lyrically, like as far as the new generation for sure. And that's in my opinion, you know, definitely five at least. And those are really the two, those like the main two albums that I'm on, like other albums, like as far as new releases, El Camino has his album, El Camino 3, that shit is dope, you know, represent upstate, you know, them New York slash Buffalo boys getting dirty, man, they, they killing this shit. And also, as far as music, Dirk dropped his deluxe version of 7220. And a lot of other releases, man, just dope shit. Like, nothing lately from R&B. Still listening to Sid's album and Kalani's album, Lucky Day. Like, those are really my top three so far the, the year as far as R&B. And then rap, still on Vince Staples, Pusha T. And, you know, playing that Kendrick, that Dot, that shit is hard. And it's really between Kendrick and Push as far as album of the year. I'm honestly leaning towards push for two reasons. One, hometown bias, and then replay value. You know what I'm saying? I do feel like push has a better replay value than Kendrick's album, even though Kendrick's album is a masterpiece. And that's like wild in itself because that should make it (laughs) the album of the year. But definitely between those two. And that can also change because tomorrow I may feel different and think like, nah, it's Kendrick. So that's the beauty of great quality ass fucking music. You know what I'm saying? Now, speaking of great quality music, actually, you know, I'm going to get into the 757 sounds. You know what I'm saying? You under dig. So with the 757 sounds, we're going to keep this quality of music going, as I say. And on today's episode, who do we have in the for the love Dada bass. Mm, know what I'm saying? You know what we actually gonna do? This is what we gonna do. We gonna we gonna go left. We gonna we gonna go th- go left. You know, normally we do the rap R and B, but this one, dog, set me down, man. I'm trying to tell you, it set me down. I was cleaning the crib to this shit, and I was frolicking around the crib, bro. So who we got? This good brother. His name is Matthew E. White. Again, it's called Matthew E. White, and he's from Virginia Beach, Virginia. And this brother is soulful and eccentric. 
He gives 80 vibes. He gives frolicking vibes, and I mean that respectfully. But either way, we're going to keep it pushing and give you this record. The record is called Golden Robes, and the song was released back in 2016. So it's a relatively older record, but it is new for the people. And again, it's all about 757 sounds at the end of the day. So let this shit rock. And y'all kick back and enjoy these sounds, man. And shout out to Matthew, man, doing this shit out there. You know what I'm saying? But let's get into these sounds, man. Again, Golden Robes. Let's get it. It wasn't the dawn in her golden robes. Not the moon in her finest white In the deep black sea Not the ripples from Saturn's last surface But it was the first time Close to me, 
listen, listen, man. You know what I'm saying? Just the vibes. We talk about that for the love, man. We giving you all that shit, all that culture shit, a.k.a. 757 Sounds. But that was Golden Roses. Shout out to Matthew E. White. Killing that shit out there. You definitely fucked me up when I found your work. But your catalog is fire. And it's beautiful that it's coming from the town, man. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the 75 and shout out to your team. But to keep it keep it going. We still on episode 34. You know what I'm saying? Before we check out. Been still been a lot of shit. You know, a lot of sports. We not a sports podcast, but I got to get my sports off because currently it's the NBA free agency as they're getting ready to gear for that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of players are declining, opting into their current contracts. Some people are opting out to get bigger money. Some people are opting out to find a better team situation. And then a lot of people on the other end are just opting in to just get the contract that they signed for and get that money. You know what I'm saying? So, But the main story... Of course, out of all of this shit, uh, to keep it short for the people that's looking out is the Kyrie situation as far as what he's going to do with his team next year as far as his playing status. So as far as we know, Brooklyn don't want to give him the full super mats, which I can understand that from the whole vaccination ordeal this past season and a linking Kyrie to L.A., the Lakers. So. You know, I personally want to see Kyrie go to L.A. just to see him and Brian come back and just ball the fuck out like that. That's just from a personal, I guess, nostalgic standpoint, because Kyrie is my favorite NBA player. So that would be fire. And as far as Russ, I just don't see him, Brian and A.D. gelling at all, like unless Russ will come out the bench. And I don't see that happening. You know what I'm saying? Shit. And even now it's coming out that KD is requesting for a trade. So Brooklyn is already at a disarray. It's like the cup fell and the red button was touched. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this is crazy. So already in two to three years, we are possibly looking at the worst what if situation in NBA history, man, between the Brooklyn Nets because they had three, three all NBA, all world players on paper, at least we talking about that should have went to the finals and at least got some hardware from that situation. And now one went to Philly and two, which is Kyrie and KD is looking for a trade or more so getting the fuck out. Now, of course, with Kyrie, like it's stated, he opted in his deal. So technically or contractually, he signed to the Nets. So it's up to the Nets and even KD because KD is still signed to his long term. So both situations are in leverage to the Nets as far as getting them out. But KD requesting that trade, he has to they have to find something. You know what I'm saying? And then Kyrie nine times out of 10 wants out also. So they just got to rebuild and start the Ben Simmons era. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But we're going to see, man, NBA. And like I said, I'm trying to get mentally ready for football, but damn, they already getting motherfuckers lit and hype with these free agencies, man. Everybody getting a bag, you know what I'm saying? Jokic got damn near 300 million, you know what I'm saying? Ja, Cat, you know, um, who else got the Supermax? A lot of motherfuckers getting a bag, but you know what I'm saying? We're going to keep rocking that note. Other things like John Wall, they got John Wall going to the Clippers. You know, he cleared waivers at Houston, and he's going to L.A. 
So as long as he can stay healthy, that's definitely a good look for L.A. And as far as the Clippers, they got their point guard. So, again, as long as he's on the floor between Wall, Kawhi, and PG, and if those guys can stay healthy too because they have injury histories as well, then Clippers can be a problem, you know what I'm saying? And then as far as L.A., if they can not just about Kyrie, but if they can get a Kyrie and then build that with him, Braun, AD, and then go from there, they can go back to being strong. But of course, when it's all said and done, the team to beat in the West is the champs, you know what I'm saying? And that's Golden State. And then as far as the East, that's a little more wide open in terms of who can come out of there, you know what I'm saying? But again, that's NBA free agency, a lot of bread, a lot of motherfuckers moving around because it's time to see what's comfortable. And then nine times out of 10, niggas is just focusing on the bread, which I don't knock them. But then at the same time, don't talk about how you all about winning and all that shit. When the money come in, you going to go that route. You know what I'm saying? And then all that being said, again, shout out to the NBA and all the motherfuckers. But of course, we are gearing for the NFL season, a.k.a. football. You already know what time it is. We in the summer. So as we approach July, we know we got a few months to get to before we get to this regular season. You get what I'm saying? Shout out to my Ravens out there. Shout out to all my motherfucking purple gang. You know what I'm saying? Number eight is coming strong, baby. You feel me? But on other news and on other occasions and things of that sort, you know what I'm saying? I just want to shout out 30 for 30, you know, because there's nasty niggas out there that's getting 30. You feel me? And if you're not understanding what I'm referring to, I'm definitely referencing Robert Kelly. It has now been official. He has been sentenced for 30 years for sex trafficking charges. And it is finally over. We can finally allow good Robert to continue to sit in that box and to think of the actions that he's did to these people now granted i wish he gets help because even with the 30 years i do hope he mentally changes and becomes a better person mentally but at the same time you got to do that 30 for what you did to them beloveds you feel me and on other news which is kind of hilarious because even on a bigger sex trafficking situation we have shorty name who's shorty name because her name should be shorty you know what i'm saying but they gave shorty the 20 piece you know what i'm saying gislaine maxwell is her name y'all i want y'all to understand that gislaine gislaine maxwell got 20 years for the jeffrey epstein sex trafficking situation which to me is a bigger situation than R. Kelly, but they gave her the 20 piece and gave him the 30. So I'm going to summarize it to say it's good to see offenders sit down and do time for the crime. So we're just going to end it on that note. And to the people outside that's living the free life, keep it respectful. You know what I'm saying? Because if you do nasty shit, you're going to do nasty time. You feel me? And to all the victims out there, definitely keep your head up and more life is there to come and there's more sun out there. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, man, this is episode 34. I'm not going to keep boring y'all to death. I'm actually going to end it on this note again before I check out. Just want to thank all the people that was listening to the pod. You know what I'm saying? That's every day that keep me going, you know? So thank y'all. Thank all the supporters and the listeners, all DSPs. Of course, check me out. Look forward to the next episodes, like I always say, because we still have more guests to come. 
which means we have more talent coming out that water. You feel me? And this is for all my locals out there and all the people around the world. Shout out to y'all, man. But like I said, again, check out for the next episode on this one. This is episode 34, 34, and we out. God bless.